0: how you feeling campers i (gasps) hope that you said great see we got we got some special guests for today's episode and i'm hoping that you're feeling great because we're fresh off of our 100th episode and we have so many adventures to prepare for this year now did you get a chance to listen to our last episode yes you'd listen to it well, yes. if <laughs> if you didn't get a chance, we are celebrating. We talked about the podcast, what it means to me. And of course, we had a few stories to share because, I mean, it is a podcast and we have stories. So I also had a brief conversation with some of our favorite live audience members, the Bankses. <laughs> and as it turns out, as you can hear, in the span of a week, we decided to do something pretty cool, which is that we hopped on a plane we took a trip, and we're in North Carolina. So Welcome to North Carolina. Exactly. If you listened to the last episode, then you'd know that the Banks'es are now living in North Carolina. So we got to visit them for this episode. And I'd like to say a giant thank you because they're our live audience for today. We got Troy and Rena Banks here. So it feels awesome. So thank you guys for being our live audience. And <laughs> With that, I know that you're wondering. Well, if they're the live audience, what happened to the boys? Don't worry. We smuggled the boys on the plane because y'all know that Ollie and Superman weren't gonna pay their own way, and you also know that I'm a broke mother. Beep, and they weren't gonna pay their own ways because, I mean, you know, Ollie and Superman, they weren't ever gonna drive the car. But we were able to figure out a way for them to get here, so I smuggled them on the plane and you know anyway so this is the legit adventure to start off the new year the 101 episode so i'm super excited that we have the banks family to be our live audience of course the boys are here but i'd like to give a shout out to all of you out there in podcast land i always appreciate you and i think with all that said it's time for us to grab a drink because we're chilling in north carolina we're with the Bankses, and it's time for us to get into this week's episode All right, so episode 101. Well, okay, 101. It feels kind of like a fresh beginning in a sense, almost especially because we're somewhere new, but that means nothing because the podcast is always going to be the same. We're on a new adventure, we have a new experience, and it's just super exciting. So for this week's episode, I obviously wanted to focus on a story that was about a cryptid associated with our current location. And if you're a listener of this podcast, then you already know that we covered a story in North Carolina, and that was about the Beast of Bladdenboro. So North Carolina doesn't just have one cryptid to talk about, they have multiple. So the creature that I have for this story is something new, and it dates way, way, way back in the past, around the time that the Cherokee people actually used to rule over the land, were known to be part of North Carolina's main population. So they lived in the Great Smoky Mountains and along the Appalachian Mountains. And to name one more, it was the Nantuhailu Mountains that these people used to call home. And this national forest, the Nantuhailu National Forest, is actually the location that this story is gonna take place in for today. So at the time, the most important thing for the Cherokee tribe was to hunt, to gather, and to provide food for their people and the way that they would do that is by going out and fishing they'd hike up the mountains they'd go around just exploring and just gathering as much as they could do and while doing that they would prosper they would live and they would grow but just like with any civilization development here had its obstacles and that made the whole process a little bit harder and as it turns out there's a story that has been passed along from generation to generation about a cryptid that made a giant obstacle for these people. So this cryptid was known as the Yulagu. And I'm really hoping that I'm saying that somewhat right, but there's no guarantee. I looked up so many different pronunciations, Marina looked up pronunciations, Troy looked up pronunciations. We couldn't find them, but I think that I've established pretty well that I have trouble speaking English as it is. And we're just going to do the best that we can with what we got. It's not a lot, but it's enough. So I digress with that whole thing. We're going to say Yulagu. So the cryptid was known as the local tyrant with a taste for human children. And it would use that national forest as its hunting ground for people. But I get it. How bad could this cryptid actually be? I mean, if it's chasing after kids, does it kind of make it like a boogeyman in a sense? Like, you better be in before the lights turn on outside or else the boogeyman will get you, right? Right. We did that episode together, remember? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I'm thinking that's kind of where I was like, maybe this is just a folklore, a legend that they tell kids to keep them in at night. And maybe we could think about if there's a description, we could figure out whether it's scary or not. So real quick, I'm going to tell you what it looks like. So you know how there's bees in the world, right? And then bees have a cousin that we know that are a little bit worse than them, known as wasps. Well, wasps have a type of wasp that is even worse than just a regular wasp, and they are called jackets. Uh, No, not the jacket that you wear to be warm, but they are jackets. A type of wasps that's covered in yellow and black stripes with wings to help support it, flying all around, buzzing around, and a stinger and just everything that a wasp has just a little bit more aggressive that's what they're known for is being aggressive and if you're picturing that and wondering what's this whole yulagu thing it looks exactly the same only on a massive scale this thing is freaking huge and when i say huge it's comparable to the size of a house Holy cow! could you freaking imagine like first of all that's not just a regular boogeyman this is like a giant freaking wasp coming to get you And then on top of that, it's the size of a freaking house. Ah, you know, back in the day, they actually said that because the oxygen was like so much more than it is now, that's why bugs were so huge. So it's kind of conceivable for me to believe this. And now I think that we could decide and say for sure that you do not want to come face to face with the Yulagu. So you can imagine that the Cherokee people of the past had a super huge task on their hands with trying to survive develop, grow, and then also protect themselves from this giant yellow jacket that's coming through. So how does one protect their family? And also figure out a way to stop this massive cryptid of the skies from hunting them. Well, according to legend, the Yulagu is a master of flying. He can bob and weave and fly at lightning speeds. In a split second, he's from one end of the forest to the next. And so what are you supposed to do? Well, most of the stories that I read about this cryptid It just talked about how as quickly as you saw him is as quickly as he left with the victim. And if something's moving that fast, then what are you supposed to do? Well, basically, the town wasn't just going to sit there and let nothing happen. So what they decided to do, what? Run, Forrest, run. (laughs) (laughs) Run through the forest? If only that would work. So what they decided to do was they tried to chase it first. They tried to run after it. It didn't work. They ran as fast as they could. It wasn't working. And then they thought, well, maybe if we find out where it lives, then we can just go over there and stop it. But this national forest is the biggest national forest in North Carolina. It's over 530,000 acres. So trying to find freaking the same tree would be hard enough, let alone trying to find this giant ULAGU, no matter how big it is. And so they thought, well, dang, this just isn't going to work. But somebody came up with one idea. And this idea was actually really good kind of allegedly <laughs> so what they did was they were like we should just use a sacrifice and tie a string around it and then we'll follow the string like this was a lot of string it wasn't just like a little like tab but they thought if they can follow the string then they can follow the cryptid and so they started off with something small they used a squirrel something light something easy but it was so light and it was so easy that the cryptid just picked it up and left and so they're like, okay, maybe get a little bit bigger. So they tried it this time, but with a turkey. Same problem. I don't think that turkeys are as heavy to a giant flying yellow jacket the size of a house. So they're like, all right, pals, let's just think a little bit more. So they had to keep up in the ante for their sacrifices, unfortunately, and they ended up using a deer. And this time, the deer made the efforts worth it because the Yulagu came to pick up its prize. But it also made it slow enough for the team to be able to follow it, right? And so the hunting party was able to track the jacket going back into a gorge in the national forest. And now that they knew where this cryptid was hiding, they knew that they had to do something about it. Because who's to say that it wouldn't move, right? So this hunting team gets closer. And they get closer. And closer! And so they're inspecting. And what they see, and I can only imagine what they hear is even more intense. But what they see is over... Thousands and thousands and thousands of little yellow jackets. I'd run, forest run. <laughs> like the size of the, of the ones that we know today. So thousands of them. And then in the middle of that whole mess was the Yulagu. So the hunting party decided it's now or never. We have to do something. So they decided to cover the entrance with nothing but brush and leaves. All this flammable stuff. And then they set it on fire. So the fire and the smoke was enough to take care of the Yulagu and a majority of his dwarf counterparts but it didn't take care of all of them it's said that some of them survived and they escaped the fire and smoke and they are now the ancient ancient ancestors of the yellow jackets that we see today but it was from that moment on that the cryptid known as the Yulagu was vanquished now before you ask me no i'm not sure why none of the other yellow jackets ever got to the side of the Yulagu but I do think, you know, instead of questioning that, we should just be thankful that they got rid of it so we don't have to deal with it today. It was the odd one out. I like that YouTube one. Um, but anyway, also, like, not just that, but freaking the oxygen's changed, and everything's changed, you know, the world is continuously changing, so maybe that's just why they couldn't get to that same size? Or Maybe, or it just had a weird DNA, and was just like, you know what, I'm gonna start doing... I mean, imagine if that ever happened to people, just like one of us just kept growing and growing, but... Yeah, actually that is the story that we have for you today, North Carolina. A little bit different than the beast of Bladdenborough, but... It's like a titan. Kind of. Yeah. Well, some people yeah. used to claim like it was a type of deity and that's why they had to give it sacrifices because it was somewhat of a god. You know, like we give you sacrifices in order for us to survive, right? But also at some point, you know, these are children that it's taking, you know, like you don't want it to continue to do that. So they had to do something and they fought back. But with all that said that's the story that i have for you a story that was told for many generations throughout many lives of cherokee people and it's been even been included in some books and it was pretty interesting to learn just as much as it was interesting to tell you all but i feel like we don't always get the opportunity to talk about airborne cryptids like we've only talked about a few and actually i've only i talked about them with you you know like with the van meter monster remember we did that one so i don't always get a chance to talk about them so it was pretty interesting but I'm here in North Carolina with some of my best friends, and we have so many adventures coming up, so stay tuned to make sure you are following along because you're going to see them. But so far, I've gone from California to Dallas to North Carolina, getting picked up at the airport with impeccable service. So far, it's five stars, but it definitely could be changing because they ain't trying to feed me. They ain't trying to get, I'm so hungry and thirsty. <laughs> you even uh, have a mini fridge in your room and they have three little velociraptor corgis that <laughs> that attack me but i appreciate you know being here and you're gonna see tons of pictures and videos and stuff this is just the beginning so stay tuned for more adventures i appreciate you out there in podcast land i appreciate the banks family for lodging me as always i'm gonna start squatting they don't know <laughs> but uh, i hope you guys yeah, the enjoy coming in the <laughs> but thanks for listening every noise you heard is because we are inside a home of north carolina in my new room i mean um uh room for right now <laughs> and uh, you can see all of our behind the scene pictures on our instagram and facebook at campfire adventures you can see source material more pictures pictures of the yulagu and the national forests on the website at www.campfireadventurespodcast.com and every noise you heard is because like i said we're inside a room But whether you listen to this in the morning or the evening, I hope you have a good morning or good evening. All right. Bye. Bye. Peace.